Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Elite Titans podcast. I am your host, Ethan Jordan, and today we are going to talk about what else? The Tennessee Titans, the only thing in the entire world that's worth talking about. COVID-19, nobody cares. Afghanistan, actually really tragic. Let's not, let's not make jokes about that. But Tennessee Titans football. And this week, the Tennessee Titans have traveled to Tampa Bay to spend some time with the Tampa Bay Brady Nears. That's a terrible joke. With the Bucks. And they're doing joint practices. Today was the first of those joint practices. And we got to see a lot of good things. Thanks to Teron Davenport, Paul Kaharski, and the rest of Titans Media. Elite Titans fans across the social media webs were blessed with beautiful videos of Caleb Farley picking off Tom Brady. Or Caleb Farley shutting down Mike Evans. Christian Fulton batting down passes. And Elijah Molden just looking like an absolute G in coverage. Sticky, man. That guy is sticky. But what does this mean? What does it mean, really? It's just a practice, right? There's nothing we can really glean from anything like that. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. And if you think that, you're just a casual. You're not an elite Titans fan. Because these practices against other teams are not just regular-ass training camp practices. No, they're rougher, they're tougher, they're the opportunity for the bottom of the roster guys to really make a name for themselves. I'm talking about the guys like Des Fitzpatrick or Racy McMath, the offensive linemen like Daniel Munyer, who is more than likely going to be cut, but these are the opportunities for those players to show maybe something's just wrong with them at training camp. Maybe they're not actually terrible. And that's, that's the best part of these joint practices. On top of that, of course, an opportunity to see the GOAT, Tom Brady, and what he can do against our defense. And in day one, Tom Brady struggled. He threw four interceptions. He sailed a bunch of passes. Bucks receivers were dropping passes left and right, and when they weren't dropping passes, they were being contested by the elite receiving or the elite defenders that are on the Tennessee Titans football team. On top of that, we got a few reports that wide receiver three and four Chester Rogers and Marcus Johnson were lighting it up in the red zone drills with a touchdown apiece. We got to see a nice video of stud wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick dropping another pass, although this one was underthrown. It's still not looking good for Des Fitzpatrick. We didn't really get any other videos of Mason Kinsey, who a lot of people like after the preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons. We didn't really get any videos of Racy McMath jumping up high and catching balls. I don't even think we got any videos of Derrick Henry or Brian Tannehill throwing some dimes. It was really just a lot of one-on-ones, a few seven-on-seven drills. Not too much to be excited over yet. But that's all that preseason is. It's little things here and there for 
casual fans to overreact to. Overreactions like, oh, well, Mason Kinsey led the team in receiving against the Atlanta Falcons, so he's obviously going to make the roster. Or overreactions like, oh, Marcus Johnson's supposed to be your wide receiver three. He had zero catches in that game. He also played nine snaps. The things that happen in week one of the preseason, it's not to say that they don't matter, but they don't matter that much. Let's start looking at future practices, future preseason games, before we start talking about who's going to be cut from the 90-man roster when we drop it down to 53. There are still two and a half weeks left before we have to start cutting down the roster for a game, for a regular season game. And that brings me to Des Fitzpatrick. Now, a lot of people were really pissed off when we drafted Des Fitzpatrick in the fourth round. Oh, we could have had him on St. Brown. Oh, we could have had Tylen Wallace. Why did we trade up for a guy who... Shut up, stop. Let the man have a rookie season, a rookie training camp, before you write him off as the worst draft pick in, in Tennessee Titans history. We already know that that is Isaiah Wilson. So just give the kid a break. Every single day I log on to my elite Titans Twitter account and I have to see some douchebag who doesn't know what a fly route is tell me that Des Fitzpatrick's just not worth being on an NFL team. He was a waste of a draft pick. I don't even know if you can waste a fourth-round draft pick, honestly. You take a shot in the dark at a guy who has the size of an NFL receiver, who's putting forth quality effort in practice, and you hope that maybe he can be successful. Maybe he can stay behind your stud wide receiver in A.J. Brown and your absolute Hall of Fame sure thing receiver in Julio Jones And maybe he can learn a thing or two. And maybe next year, he can contribute in a way that makes that pick worthwhile. Because there are people online who know jack shit about what they're talking about. Who who have decided Des Fitzpatrick's fate already. And yes, he is not performing exceptionally well. He's not standing out. He clearly has some sort of case of the dropsies. But I don't think his football career is over. Now, a few years ago, 2019, we might remember another later round draft pick who didn't really contribute that much in his rookie season. When we drafted him, a lot of people were like, well, why? Like, it's, it, it's a good pick, but we don't need him. We have two safeties already. And I'm talking about Amani Hooker. Amani Hooker, when he was drafted, a lot of people thought he was a good prospect and he was a good pick, but he didn't have a role in the defense. He played a little bit. I think he had six tackles on the season. But it wasn't some slam dunk right off the bat. He's a huge contributor. No, because that's not what a fourth-round pick is supposed to be in most cases. 
Now, we've been blessed so far, it seems, by Rashad Weaver being an absolute steal in the fourth round. But that's the exception and not the rule. Too many people are acting like Des Fitzpatrick was supposed to come in here and light it up and, and be an absolute baller right off the bat. Relax. Stop bitching. Let the man get his feet under him. Let the man get his hands better. He's got time. And going back to my Amani Hooker point, in year two, he was able to contribute more. He tied the team lead in interceptions because he got more comfortable in the system. And now in year three, with one year left on his contract, he's looking forward to being in a starting role, a huge role on our Tennessee Titans defense. That's the dream for a fourth round pick. The Tennessee Titans don't need Des Fitzpatrick to be ready right now. It doesn't affect their Super Bowl window. It doesn't affect the success of their offense. Now, obviously, if some sort of major injury happens, then of course you would want the receivers you have on your roster to be ready. And any good GM and coach will prepare for injury. But we know what the ceiling is for a player like Marcus Johnson. We know what the ceiling is for a player like Chester Rogers. And I'm not trying to disparage what they've done in camp. They are clearly consistent and talented receivers. But Des Fitzpatrick has an upside to him that we don't know yet, that the Tennessee Titans staff doesn't know yet. And to me, there's no reason why on August 18th, before the second game of the preseason, before he has to be a sure thing, there's no reason to cut him at this point. Fans overreact all the time. Des Fitzpatrick dropping a pass, dropping three passes, dropping seven passes. Relax. Stop bitching. Stop complaining. And just be happy for a minute that we have such depth at receiver that we're going to have to cut quality receivers. We're going to have to let go of a guy like Mason Kinsey who is clearly talented enough to be on an NFL roster because we, we just can't fit them all. This is a fantastic problem to have. But for some reason, you see fans online acting like, well, shit, we're going to lose the Super Bowl because we have Des Fitzpatrick as wide receiver six. Fuck out of here. Grow up. Stop being a casual fan and start trying to be more like an elite Titans fan. And that's going to do it for me today. Just dropping a little mini leet into your ears for some consumption. I have been your host, Ethan Jordan, the most elite fan on Titans Twitter in NFL history. Not including Matt Neely. Rest in peace, the boy. You can follow me at Canadian underscore Titan. You can follow the podcast at Elite Titans Pod. I've had a lot of fun. I'm sure you didn't. But remember, 
I'm not a homer. I'm just an elite Titans fan. Tighten up.